If you could go back in time and give yourself one sage piece of advice, what would it be? I'm Sam East, and this is Lessons to My Younger Self, the podcast. Is confidence something you're just born with? Or like a muscle, you work on it and it grows over time? Confidence and Dames Nellis are two things that just go hand in hand. You hear Dames every evening, Monday to Friday on 99.9 Virgin Radio. Yes, yes, Thursday night edition of the 5 o'clock hit mix officially on and popping. What up, Dames Nellis alongside the world famous DJ starting from scratch, getting you home on that drive. Gorgeous afternoon in the 6, not to mention Tiff taking over the city as we speak. It's time to get up and get on down. Mr. Blanco Brown kicking it off. And his personality is unmistakable. Always high energy, always entertaining, funny, and sometimes a little dash of shock factor. You would think someone with that effortless confidence was just born with the gift, but with Dames, there's much more than what meets the ear and eye. Dames and I have been working together since 2018. Our shows are right after each other, so I've gotten to know him. People always marvel at his charisma and strong personality, but like most things, there's layers to peel back. He's a host, a DJ, a husband, a father, and a man with a lot of perspective and quotable insights like this one. You could get the low-hanging fruit, but then you have what everybody's eating, you know? Damn. You know? Sometimes it's better to climb a limb or two. Dames, for everyone that hears you on the radio or sees you DJing a set or hosting an event or even just in the hallways at work, there's one undeniable Mm. thing about you. You are confident. You've got unshakable confidence. So... Is that something you think you were born with, like you popped out of the womb with this confidence, or did you cultivate that over time? To be honest, I don't think that's something that like uh, you come out of the womb with, right? And and I only really think like that because I have kids and like one of them, you know, my youngest is only like seven months old. So I don't know that to say that she came out of the womb confident would be the way to say it. Like to, to put it very simply... Like in terms of what I do, whether that be on the radio, whether that be in a nightclub or whatever, like I don't, I have no anxiety about it. Like, you know, you have the show right before me. I just kind of come in there. Yo, yo, you know, what's up? What's going on? I'm always in a good vibe before my show because I know when that mic goes on, nobody is really going to be like, oh, this guy, what is this guy doing? You know what I mean? But that's like. But th- this is what I'm saying, Dames, because people struggle so much with their confidence. People read books and articles and take courses and attend seminars to learn how to be more confident. So how do you <laughs> tap into that so effortlessly? Well, I think tapping into it is, is, is more or less educating yourself on it too, right? Like you mm. just said, uh, while it appears that it comes off effortless, mm. it, it not really that way, right? Mm-hmm. I have the utmost confidence in, in, in what I do here because mm. I've studied like the art of mastery, like 10,000 hours in order for you to truly master something. It's like, I've been doing this for, for 20 years. Well, since I was in my teenage years, I've been going into nightclubs and like doing this and DJing way before I was ever supposed to be in the nightclub. These are things that we're talking about self-esteem. I have high self-esteem. But it's not just because it's not because I'm ignorant and I'm like I have high self-esteem. It's like no, no I do I do the work around the self-esteem too. Like, you know, I, I take care of myself. I don't drink, I don't smoke, mm-hmm. I I you know, I, I do my cardio, I lift I you know, I lift my weights. So I say all that to say it's just like there has to be a regimen that, that you kind of like let's call it a self-esteem ritual mm. that you kind of have to do. Like I, I firmly believe that I've been put here to entertain people. 
whether that be like on the radio, whether that be, mm-hmm. you know, hosting an event, whether that, that like, I don't even know. But if there are people, I feel like I've been put here or tasked to entertain them. So I always mm-hmm. enter that studio with that in mind. And people, the listeners must pick up on that. People call me on the phone and it's happened a lot recently, right? And I don't know if it's a pandemic thing or whatever, pandemic. but yeah, I just go, I love listening to you, your energy, your, like your vibe. It's so incredible. And this, and that, and I take that and I, and, you know, I really do smile at that because like I said, I just, we're just here to entertain people. Like, you know, and, and you never know what people are going through, man. Like you really, everybody's just trying their best in this business. They say, check all your problems at the door. And it's like, okay, but like, can you really do that? You know, mm. that's a skill in itself. Mm-hmm. Compartmentalizing. Like, yeah. Well, I, you know, you know, like my daughter was born with some, some health issues. Right. Yeah. And I didn't take any time off. Like I was here. I took time off when, when things got a little crazy from time to time, there would be like a one-off thing. We'd have to rush down to the hospital or whatever, but you want to talk about checking your problems at the door, right? Like, that is heavy, man. That's like stuff that, you know, not everybody knows and not everybody's privy to check your problems at the door. Often said, very difficult at times to to accomplish, you know? So, but I think that's just the mark of a real professional too, right? So, But you're also human at the end of the day. Yeah. And sometimes it bleeds through the speakers. You know, I can't help that, but I would rather people call me to be like, I love your energy. You're bringing me up. You make my day. You know, that's always the best one too. So- Appreciate all the love. When did you get your start in radio? Because I know it was at Flow in Toronto. I didn't get my actual start as a talent, as a jock on the radio at Flow until 2014. But the other thing a lot of people ask me is like, well, you didn't have to go anywhere. I'm like, oh, you are enough, I started one of two here. or three people that I know who didn't have to move. <laughs> who's, the, who's the other? Richie Favalero. Get out of town, for real? <laughs> yeah, man. Really? I do not know any other announcers who didn't have to move around in some capacity to get to where they wanted to be, whether that's Toronto or some other market that they desired. To be honest with you, I, I, look, I don't think it was like by uh, by accident that I didn't get a, another gig somewhere else because it wasn't like I wasn't applying. Like mm-hmm. you know, my parents would be like, "Yo, what are you doing? Like <laughs> you know, you sleep until like you know noon, one o'clock in the afternoon, like." We started to like operate as if it was already happening because it was mm-hmm. like, I knew it was just a matter of time. I just knew it. I, you said you had to operate like it was already happening, which he, to me sounds like almost fake it till you make it. Yeah. You see that a lot of people say fake it till you make it, but I don't think that's, that's right. I don't, I don't think that's the right saying. I okay. think fake, fake it till you make it. I think when I think about that, I think, I think a lot about like people who have no idea what they're doing. Right? Mm, like and directionless. I, I'm not trying to sound a certain way, but I think that, yeah, I think there's like an actual direction and directive that you take in your life and mm. you behave a certain way. And mm. then I feel like there's some other people who are literally just faking it and they're almost mm. like cheap salespeople. When I say uh, I knew it was just a matter of time and I was acting like, like I already had it, I did already have it because I was already on the radio. Mm. It just wasn't the radio station that, I wanted to be on, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was already in the nightclubs. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't the nightclubs that I wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. And that was it at the time. And I was already, you know what I mean? Like I was already doing this stuff. So it was like you're walking around, like you're doing it and you are actually doing it. The guy who would be like faking it at that point would be the guy 
I guess I, you know, I don't really like to think of it or put anybody down who says the term, but like, if you were to just be like, you know, yeah, I'm a DJ, but like, you ain't never really done no work. You never put nothing now. You know, it's like, that's not to me that there's a difference there. Right. Mm. So fake it till you make it. If that's what you got to say, that's fine. As long as you could explain it to me the way I just explained it to you. <laughs> Which is that you're putting in the work, you're in the right spaces, you're networking, et cetera. Yeah. And that, you know what? We, we stumble across this. That has been the biggest problem for me in my career, networking. I am absolutely terrible. What? Again, this is such a surprising thing because of the way you present in social situations is you're charismatic, you're conversational. It seems like you could network no problem. Yes and no. So I'm a cancer sign. Okay. (laughs) So that. (laughs) Okay. I wasn't going to get to that, but let's go with astrology. Let's do it. So, so that in in itself uh, has a few. uh, Hinders. Yeah. yeah, Hindrances, (laughs) let's say. No, so look, that like all of these things that we discussed, the self-confidence and the self-esteem, and I have all of those, but there's always this like weird anxiety dynamic too, right? When you step into a room and you don't know anybody, it doesn't mean I'm not uncomfortable in the room, but I come from an era which was different too, like and a fabric that's a little bit different from like, yo, what's up? I'm everybody's friend. Mm. You know, when I grew up, the era that I came up with was like, yo, if I don't know you, then I don't mess with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to what we were saying earlier, right? About your environment and like, mm-hmm. you, like all that kind of stuff. So you're kind of built this certain way and you lean this certain way. And, and for you to say, you know, I walk into the room and it's like I'm charismatic and this and that. There are people in this business that I know for a fact that feel the exact opposite. They feel mm-hmm. like I'm ignorant and pompous and high on, the, high on myself and this and that. And some people mistake confidence for cockiness too. And it's not the case, but, some, but it takes me a while to warm up to you. Right. Mm, so like yes. our, our relationship here, we, this is, you know, two, three, five years in the making, however long it's actually been. Mm-hmm. But somebody off the street mm-hmm. that I don't know, like you mm-hmm. can recall our first interaction. Okay. <laughs> this is what I wanted to get into with you. What I've learned from our friendship over the last couple of years is that first impressions are, you know, they're rarely accurate. Because when I first met you, I was very intimidated. Like I was intimidated just being in the Toronto space yeah. in general, but- you and your very strong presence in whatever situation that you're in, the energy, it made me think, okay, well, what's with this guy? It seems like he wants nothing to do with me. What's his deal? Yeah. And it, But it's so funny, though, because it's like, it's not the case, right? But, well, now I know that. No, I know. But, but the thing is, like, it's like, we can, I can meet somebody and, it, and it's going to be cold. It is extremely rare. Like, even my wife would probably be like, mm. You know, it's, it's just rare. Like I, I don't warm up to people at, until I've, until I've had like a good two, three encounters. And I mean like meaningful encounters, meaning like, yeah, not surface level. How's it we going? In, yeah. And that's yeah. like, I'm not, and when we're going back to the networking thing, like I'm not for the small talk. Right. Oh, same preach. Like I know that, I know that about myself mm. and to sound arrogant and pompous for a moment. <laughs> do, it. do it this is the space well, man. they actually they actually say that that is directly correlated to somebody's iq look right so like somebody would, <laughs> <laughs> i'm serious i'm serious and you see me i'm like i'm like ashamed to say it but i'm like yo i'm smart <laughs> i'm not laughing at you i'm laughing at 
the people who are social butterflies hearing this potentially getting offended. No, I look, and I'm not trying to shit on that, but you know how like your algorithm <laughs> will show you some shit sometimes. Maybe this is just one of those like algorithm things where it's just kind of <laughs> add my self esteem even more. Like, yeah, my IQ is that. But I read somewhere <laughs> that somebody with high IQ isn't really for the small talk because you know they kind of know where that leads and it's nowhere right? Yes. Like, how's how's the weather? I think one of the big ones, again, a lesson that I've actually taken from you is you panic, you die. Ah. Which, the first time I heard this, I'm pretty sure I was was clearly panicking because I had to get a traffic report on the air in like 15 seconds and I didn't have it. Mm. And you saw the (laughs) the sheer panic in my eyes and you just so nonchalantly go, you panic, you die. And I think that is like, that is you in your essence. Words to live by, right? (laughs) Can be applied to many situations. So, so I, you know what? It's funny. I can't even take the credit for that. My bigger cousin. Yeah, where'd that come from? My bigger cousin told me that many, many moons ago. Okay. Okay. I don't even remember the context of the conversation, but I do remember you panic, you die. (laughs) So brilliant. And I think every time I say that to myself, like I say, Mm. you panic, you die. I always think about like your last breath. Under mm. underwater and like in the ocean or something, oh you know what I mean? It's like you panic, yeah. you die, right? So I say all that to say, like missing a traffic report ain't really that big of a deal, right? Like compared to drowning in the ocean, right? There's bigger. So fish. there's that. It's just like boom, you go to you go to that immediate drowning in the ocean or burning in the fire. It's like yeah. you panic, you die. So don't panic, right? Don't panic. Yeah. yeah. And then just move fluid. And get it done. Okay, so we've covered that you are self-assured and you're confident and all that. But in what areas do you think or or you feel like maybe there's room for some self-improvement or perhaps there's an insecurity there? Like there's got to be something, Dames. Well, it's not something that I think of. Hmm. You know what I mean? Are there insecurities? For sure. But like an insecurity to me is just just something I haven't explored yet. You know what I mean? Wow. That's and that's and that's real. That's like an insecurity in me is just something I haven't explored yet. I haven't I haven't quite mastered this yet. I know, I know the stereotypical answer to this is I have no regrets. No, no, really, that's bullshit. But re- okay, great. That's bullshit. If you could go back then and actually change something, you had the power to do this. Oh, I would change a lot. What I would you change? change? What's the What's the biggest change. thing that you would change? Well, to be honest with you. To be honest with you, I was like, in when I was, I was a really good athlete, like a really good athlete. Like wow. I was, I was a very, okay. very talented hockey player. And I stopped playing hockey rep when I was like 15 or 16. And I always regret that because I've, I could have made it to the league. And I know that for a fact. Because Hang a, on, no, this almost seems unfair. You no. are highly talented media personality and you could have made it to the NHL? I could have made it to the show. At the very least, at the very least, I could have went. I could have went overseas and played pro somewhere. Like I, I, I firmly believe that. And then the other part that I didn't realize until I was much older, well before my time had come and gone, was the diversity in the game. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you're growing up, I would always be able to find my dad in the stands because he was the only guy that wasn't the white guy. That was that was something that I look back on and I'm like, man, I should have really pursued that because. That was something that I I loved. Like, I really mm. loved that. You know what I mean? So what held you back then from really pursuing that? To be honest with you, I just ended up, I, I ended up 
playing basketball, rep, the same kind of thing. And like, you know, I was, once again, your environment, like I wasn't surrounded by hockey guys. I was surrounded by people who were into basketball and into like hip hop. Because there wasn't representation in the sport that you loved in a way stopped you? No, 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 not that. It was that I was immersed in something else and I let Mm. other people's opinions kind of, kind of steer my life. Right. Like it Mm. it wasn't cool. Like amongst my peer group, it wasn't exactly the coolest thing to be a great hockey player. You know what I mean? So it wasn't, I look back on it now. There was a, I haven't watched hockey since, since uh, like since that and i mm. think subconsciously it's just because like i know that there was kind of hurts a little bit yeah there was something there you know what i mean yeah. so like the, i i only started watching recently again because my son wants to watch it i've i've gone so long without really paying attention to the game mm. and i think subconsciously it's because I've, i'm disappointed in myself for for letting that happen but there are wow. other there are other things in life that you regret you know what I mean? Like so much, but like that, like I, I know it's like people who say live with no regrets. I, I, like I understand the thought process. I understand the saying, you know, you are where you're supposed to be, like for sure. whatever reason, but God gave you a brain to make decisions, right? He don't make the decisions <laughs> for you. He make, he, he gave you that power, mm. right? Yep. And sometimes people don't recognize the opportunities that are in front of them, right? And that's mm. like a third eye. You got to train your third eye mm. in order to recognize. The awareness is huge. That's it, right? So that would be one quick example off the top. You know what I mean? But there are that's other things. That's a big one. That's there are a big other one, things. James. I've had meetings, you know, in, in professionally that just didn't really, <laughs> they didn't pan really, out. yeah, yeah, no, pan out as a <laughs> That's an understatement, bro. I've had people like check me, be like, yo, who do you think you are? Like that <laughs> kind the of- confidence backfired. Yeah, the confidence definitely backfired. A hundred percent. All right. So, but like, those are the things that I don't regret because I'm just like, you know what? You were who you were in that moment. If you don't recognize the greatness- <laughs> boy bye boy Right. <laughs> right, right. Give me the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear these words or these phrases or these sentiments, okay? Fatherhood. The best ever. Purpose. Haven't found it yet. Your biggest source of pride. My kids. I am most in my element when? I'm with my family, my immediate extended family, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes yep. sense. You're Filipino. You know what I mean. Aunts, I understand. Uncle. Oh, I yeah, understand. Yeah, you know, Under one so. household, it's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And friends, like people who I consider, you know. Friends who are family. 100%. Confidence. Better to have it than not. <laughs> Self-awareness. Train that third eye. Self-doubt. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> right? I doubt okay. it. I doubt it. Regret. Learn to live with it. Words to live by. You panic, you die. <laughs> I knew you were gonna Straight say that. Straight up. No, I got some words to live by. Yeah, I got you panic, you die is definitely one of them. You are who you think you are. Mm-hmm. And who do you think you are? That's for me to know. No, we share it all in this space. All right. Who do you think you are? I'm, I'm still trying to think, like, I'm still trying to find it right now. Like, I, mm. if there, I don't know if there's perfect words to describe it. What I, the first thing is, like, great father, right? Mm. The second thing is, like, provider. 
The mm. third thing would be like, who do I think I am? The best, <laughs> you know, like words to live by. Yeah, man. It would be like, you know, you panic, you die. You are what you think you are and live, live by the 10,000 hours. Okay. Now is the part where we do the, the reflecting and you say a couple lines or whatever you want to say. Imagine you get to talk to younger dames oh. and, it, and it's, it's up to you what stage of your life that is, whether that's hockey playing dames, yeah, whatever age it is. You yeah. pick the age and you, you talk to younger dames. We want to hear it. If I could talk to younger dames, reiterate that you should be unapologetically you. Mm. There's only one of you. And you are who your friends are, so always keep that in mind. Whatever you want, go out there and get it. Mm-hmm. There's literally nothing stopping you or anyone from going out and getting it. So if mm-hmm. someone is going to get it, might as well be you. <laughs> Take risks, but learn how to do the math, meaning learn how to calculate the risks. Mm. And is the, I got a saying, is, is the juice worth the squeeze? So many right? things. So is, That's the, a is, good one, <laughs> is, is the risk worth the reward? Yeah. Above all else, maintain positive outlook. We talked about this, like when you start to understand how things work and you understand energy and vibration and you understand when you could walk into a room and feel a bat, like a feel of vibration is off. Mm-hmm. Yo, get out of that room. Ain't no reason to be in that room. Well, you're responsible for the vibration that you bring to a room, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, or yeah, that's true too. If you walk into a room that, if you walk into a room that's not vibrating properly, bring the vibration. And he always brings the vibration. You can find my friend Dames on all the socials at Dames Nellis and me at underscore Sam East. If you're liking what you hear so far, please subscribe, rate, and review when you get a chance. Tell your friends. Another Lessons to My Younger Self podcast coming for you next Thursday. 